Serving up a healthy dose of news, traffic, and engaging opinion. This is Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900 CHML. Well, there was anger, there was chaos, there was confusion, there was, well, a bunch of other words we probably can't repeat on the radio during following last night's community open house on the Tiny Shelters pilot project, which was eventually canceled, didn't really start after what the city called serious health and safety issues at the meeting site, i.e. a lot more people than expected turned up and many of them were not too happy with what is going on and not too happy with the process leading up to this two-year pilot project that will see 25 tiny homes erected at Strawn Linear Park along Strawn Street East between James and Houston. But there is a, and there will be, I am sure, a hugely positive impact on the individuals who will end up in these tiny shelters. Here to talk about it is Tom Cooper, the director of the Hamilton Roundtable for Poverty Reduction. Tom, good morning. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Rick. Good to talk to you. Uh, Last night, you know, disheartening, disappointing, unfortunate. You can use a lot of words to describe what went down. What what was entering your mind as things were unraveling? Yeah, and and certainly we did have an opportunity to engage many residents. We we opened the doors early at 6.45 or so, and we had tables set up so that local residents could engage uh, with various team members from the Hamilton Alliance for Tiny Shelters to learn about aspects of the project. So we were there to listen um, and and, and really get some of that feedback around what people thought about the project. And and many of the local residents were happy to do so, wanted to learn a little bit more about the plans, uh, see the long-term vision for it. Um, But there were a lot of people there who were angry as well and and there were some underlying issues to that that had absolutely nothing to do with hats um i I think it was a wider issue around ongoing encampments in the community um perceived lack of of consultation on on that and a number of other issues and and so there was a lot of anger um and and certainly it wasn't everybody um but it was not conducive to having the type of you know, respectful, calm atmosphere that we needed to be able to engage people and get get important feedback on this project. It's understanding that people are angry at the process because a lot of people are saying, listen, we weren't consulted enough regarding this pilot project. And even with this meeting, it's come after the fact that this pilot project has already been approved by council. And I understand NIMBYism is a factor, not in my backyard. You know, don't don't put it here, put it somewhere else. Um, that is a natural feeling that many people will have. To that extent, though, were you surprised at the level of vitriol that was unleashed last night? I I was, Rick, and you and I have been to our fair share of uh, Ticat Argo games that we're used to this <laughs> yeah. type of behavior. But you know what? In in a community consultation where there are you know vulnerable people. Who are who are attending and and wanting to tell their stories about lived experience of homelessness and then get yelled at by people it, it's unacceptable and i i know it was just a small number of people um but we really need to do better i think as a community uh in terms of being able to talk to each other the we had to um cancel the meeting um there were health and safety concerns there were altercations at the front door 
Um, and it, it's really disappointing because it sends a terrible message, I, I think, about being able to engage people about these types of projects. That uh, if you're loud enough, if you uh, have enough bullying behavior, that uh, you can shut these sorts of things down. And that's not the message we want to send. Having said that, we need to ensure the safety of people in, in a facility like this. And, and the, that safety was at risk, unfortunately. And it's 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 a sad day, I think, uh, for me as a Hamiltonian and for many of us to, to have to witness that sort of behavior. We only got about two minutes. I want to talk about the impact of this pilot project because we know it's going to be around for two years. We know there's going to be 25 tiny homes for people who don't have a home. We already know there's, there's tents along this park. So people are already there. How is this plan going to help those people who are going to be in those shelters? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. That's one of the issues we tried to talk about last night. And, and the fact that the HATS program, the, the 21 or 25 tiny shelters, uh, will be the only project along that area, along Strawn Linear Park. And, and that the the other encampments uh, would have to relocate to a different area of, of the community. Um, the We're going to ensure that people who are going into the tiny shelters are, are coming from uh, various encampments, but we also want to ensure that they're a good fit for the for the, re- the the local neighborhood as well. So we want people who feel that they want to succeed, uh, that they want to move into more supportive, affordable housing uh, down the road once their lives become more stable. Um, so those were the sorts of conversations we were trying to have last night about, about the transition pro- process from a tiny cabin in, into more permanent forms of housing. We weren't able to have that though. And the HATS team is, is really still in a due diligence uh, process right now. We're looking at a number of variables, including the community feedback we're getting, including, you know, our infrastructure needs on, on that on that site. So we'll be uh, we'll be talking as a leadership team over the next day or two and then going back to city council with um, uh, with some of our thoughts about what happened last night and, and how how or if we move forward. Really quick, because we got to go, is there a, uh, a timeline for when these homes are going to start being built? Well, the plan was initially to get them up and, and, and ready by Christmas, uh, so later in December. And 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 so hopefully that's that's still able to happen. But again, we're going to have to have some pretty tough and serious conversations about uh about the process moving forward and and we'll talk to uh talk to the city councilor who's been an incredible support on this cameron croach has has really i think uh you know put himself front and center in terms of trying to see this project succeed and i feel badly for him because he has he has tried his best and it's a very difficult situation tom thank you for your time today and uh, we'll touch base sometime in the near future to talk about next steps thanks rick Wake up with the information you need to get the most out of your day. You're listening to Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900 CHML. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada.
Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.